Stay connected this winter with this unbeatable deal from BreezeLine. Get reliable, fiber-powered internet for just $19.99 per month with all-in pricing for two years. But that's not all. Your first month is on us. This deal gets better with a free modem and installation along with free Wi-Fi your way whole home coverage. Safeguard your network from cyber threats and keep all your devices connected and secured with this amazing offer. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires March 3rd, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Happy Friday and welcome back to Good Game. Nice try. How's it going? Uh, my name is Sonia, of course. I'm joined by my lovely, wonderful co-host, Aaron Blair. What's going on? Aaron? Yeah, he's not here today. It's so quiet. It's so quiet. Jen. I know, he's sick. I felt so at peace this morning. <laughs> and I was wondering what was different and... I guess Aaron isn't here today. He didn't come in like a tornado today. He's he's sick, so we're hoping he feels better, but Aww. it's just you and me today. You know what? That's I'm all right with that. Girl power. I could use some girl power, especially today. It just feels like such weird energy. Blaze down and out for the first time in like 80 episodes. The first time since I've, I've known him for eight years, this is the first time... I've ever seen him be like sick and miss something. Oh my gosh. So everyone tweet at Aaron Blair, send him some, some good luck. Well wishes get better. Uh, Gatorade, everything else. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's been some weird, it's a full moon today. Weird energy, weird vibes with Blay not here, full moon. I'm feeling it too. It's like, it's mercury in retrograde or something. I don't know. Something's off. Yeah, I mentioned Gatorade, and now Mercury's in Gatorade, and now it's all it's Mercury's all in Gatorade, off. you know. So it's all whack. It's, it's all whack. All thrown off. Uh, weird energy today, and it got me thinking: What are some good games that have some really weird energy? Because there's plenty out there, for sure. For sure, there's so many. Do you have any off the top of your head? So there's one that I immediately thought of, and I played it. A few years ago, it's called Outer Wilds. Have you played it? I've heard of this, but I don't know much about it. It is so weird. I put <laughs> hours into this game. I still don't know what it's about. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't give you a summary about it. You're just kind of exploring, and every day the sun sets and the whole game resets. What? And it's, I don't know. I don't know why I continue to play it because it is so <laughs> weird. It leaves me a bit unsettled. Oh. And I'm just like, I don't know what the objective is. I was going to ask, is there like an like an overarching goal or is there like wh what's what what hooks you? Who's to say? I mean, basically, <laughs> who knows? Basically, you have to follow these like sound waves to explore other planets. And so based on where the sound waves are. So that's kind of fun. Okay. But I don't have any answers as to what's <laughs> causing the sound waves. So that's my weird energy game. Do you have do you have any? That, that's like literally weird energy, just yeah, weird sound energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, well, I'm going to have to check that out, first of all. Mm -hmm. It's fun, I think. But why? 
I don't know. Say, do you know why? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. like, I'm, I'm really into it. Cannot tell you at all why, but. Yeah, it's a mystery to me. I don't Honestly, get it. Honestly, it's kind of like Pokemon for me. I'm like, I really liked the new Pokemon and it was very babying and like punishing in the beginning just to get past the handholdy part. But now like I really enjoy it, but like, I don't really know why. Yeah. Maybe it's a nostalgia thing, but. Oh, it has to be. Also, I love that we can talk about Pokemon when Blaze not here because he hates Pokemon so much. <gasps> oh my gosh. What is your favorite Pokemon, Jen? Squirtle, hands down. Oh, Okay. Actually, Squirtle tied with Charmander because I had a binder with a holographic Charmander sticker on it. <gasps> I'm still trying to track down in my mom's house. Oh, my God. My dad sold all of my Pokemon cards when I was a kid. <gasps> and it is heartbreaking. I remember what? having a garage sale, and I had this big black binder of everything. No. It's, in, in particular, one card where I think we talked about it before. I have this... this Love in my heart for a local nerd store called Future Pastimes. And I would go all the time as a kid. And I remember they had this big wheel you could spin and you could win Pokemon cards. You can win like $5 at the shop, stuff like that. And I loved it so much, but there was a holographic Blastoise on there. And I remember I just wanted it so so bad. And I would go like every so often and go and spin the wheel and hope. Oh one my time, gosh. one time I got it. No. Absolutely. Absolutely I did. And it was like my most prized oh. possession in the binder. It was front page. It had like front row. Oh my gosh. I loved it. Sold. No. All gone. All gone. I literally, as you were recounting this, the whole time I was just imagining this as like a Pixar short film. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, this is beautiful. She won the card. And now it's gone, torn out of my oh, hands. man. Wait, did he even ask if he could sell it? I think it was at a point where I was just kind of getting out of the Pokemon phase. And my dad is like, we need to clean out the all of our stuff. And it just kind of came with everything else that was being sold, you know. So I'm a little heartbroken. but I, I, I wonder where it is now. Where is she? She's out where there somewhere. She? Um, but I had somebody actually, I talked about this story on Twitch and somebody actually sent me a holographic Blastoise. So I still, I, I still have it. It was full circle. Um, oh my gosh. That's awesome. I love that. But it's out there. Um, but if I had to think of some weird energy mm -hmm. circling back, yes. have you ever played Katamari? Is it Katamari Damacy? I've heard of it. I've never played it. Okay. It is it's weird. Okay, <laughs> I, well, a quick Google, and I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> it's, I, I don't really, it's kind of one of those, I don't really know where to begin. Also, it's like a third person puzzle action game where this weird, like, planet king daddy is telling you <laughs> to roll stuff, and you just keep rolling and getting bigger and bigger, and you just need, like, a really big ball of stuff. I don't. But it's just got like so you're like a quarter, I and you're just rolling a ball. It gives yeah. me the the main character dude gives me some like Teletubby energy. Yeah, yeah, very like Teletubby meets like Hammerhead Shark meets hoarders meets hoarders. <laughs> what a collab! The collab we didn't Sign know that up. we needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, but wow. it's such we like the dialogue from the king is so strange and very daddy energy, and it's just <laughs> you need you need to play it. And there's actually Katamari re-roll. They did a remake on PS4, I think. Oh. So you can have a chance to play it. Brand new graphics. All right. I might have to dive into this. I'm yeah. intrigued. Yeah. I, I think so. Weird energy all around. Weird games. Definitely. But I'm glad we got to talk about Pokemon. Sorry, Blay. Yeah. Miss you, but that was nice. <laughs> that was, That was. I feel like any time, the one time in eight years when Blay is down and out, every eight years, we can just every have our Pokemon eight years session. on the full moon, we talk about Pokemon. <laughs> It's our safe place. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I I love the Pokemon chat and I wish that we could keep going in and I wish that this could go on forever, Jen. As do I. As but do I. We should get to our guest today. He is wonderful. He is an actor, comedian, a writer. He's appeared on Key and Peel, Workaholics, Critical Role, Smosh, and G4. He's kind of a badass. He also writes for Apex Legends, and we had an absolute blast chatting with him about which teachers let us play video games in high school. Shout out Mr. Van Hemmen. <laughs> Here is our interview with Ify Waiwe. Ify, so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> hey. I genuinely appreciate you taking time out of your out of your busy schedule. You're you're a man who does it all. Yes. You've got a lot on your plate, man. You do stand up, you act, you're a writer, you've got not one but two podcasts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're you're keeping the spice on the timeline. You're deadlifting on Maine. You've got you've got a lot going on. Do you actually have time to play games at this point? Or oh yeah, it's it's been super <laughs> ironic to write for a video game and then never get the chance to play it. Because I was like, I'm gonna play so much Apex, and then I'm like, oh no, I have to write stuff for it, so I can't. <laughs> Only sometimes I'll hop in. I'm like, I'm just doing some research. Let me yeah. just. Uh, That's what I was going to say. Hey, it's yeah. all research, right? Oh, yeah. 100%. But, yeah, no, I've been squeezing it in as I can. You know, the way that we've learned to, which is, you know, monetizing our breaks. Where it's like, okay, I can play video games if it's for a bunch of people on the internet. Uh, yeah. that's, that's the only way, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and, but, you know, lots of lots of fun stuff has been coming out. So it's been exciting. Yeah. What's got your uh, attention now? What have you been throwing down in? Oh, man, you know, all of it, uh, all of the above that has been going. Sifu has been really fun oh, uh, yeah, because man. I was a huge Absolver fan. So to see it kind of develop into this, it, it's been fun. Uh, that being said, I'm definitely stuck on the second level. I can't get <laughs> I because you got to you got to go through that first level without dying to really capitalize. And I remember I, I went back and I was like, OK, I could start off at 20 and then get the key and then I'll be further ahead. And then I beat the level and was worse off than I was at first. And I was like, okay, I don't know Damn. what I'm doing wrong here. Uh, but I'm going to have fun cracking that. You know, uh, we of course, the new season of Apex has been great. Dying Light mm. 2 is Ooh. a super fun game. So yeah, just truly playing it all at this point. What have they done? You know, I played a little bit of the first Dying Light and it kind of just didn't catch me. I like the parkour stuff and and the world and those things. And 
for some reason, just kind of didn't hook me. What are they doing in Dying Light 2 that's different? I I think the big thing that, you know, I've yet to see, but they're saying you're the, based on your actions is how this town will develop. So if oh, you're doing right. a lot of evil stuff, you know, you're going to be building a town of ne'er-do-wells. And, <laughs> and if you, yeah, yeah, miss yeah. <laughs> Scallywags. Yeah. Uh, but if you're if you're doing good things, then it builds up into this nice, beautiful society. So that that's kind of the early stuff, but it still has lots of the parkour. And also they have the night mechanic where, you know, you're slowly turning into a zombie. So you have to like stay in the UV lights and there's limited time in dark spaces. So that that adds a level of pressure. I'm very hungover today, so I feel like I'm turning into a zombie. <laughs> I'm like LARPing Dying Light 2, basically. Yeah. Currently. Get, get into the light. <laughs> get into the get light. Get into the light, Aaron. I can't. Sonia, can you do the thing where, so in games, I'm, al- I, I'm always a goody two-shoes. I can't choose evil. Do you choose evil ever? You're asking the Canadian. <laughs> if if I ever go evil in a game, Aaron. <laughs> if you, do, Can you ever go evil? Are you, are you, are no. you good? No, the moment I have a NPC react in a pained way to what I say, I, my my act yeah. gets together. I'm like, I can't. No, I'm, like, not, no, this guy. I'm, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. not this guy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I made a mistake. <laughs> and I haven't had a chance to really throw down in Dying Light 2, but I remember reading a lot about it. And like, maybe I'm confusing this with a different game, but I know there was parts where you could only get certain like certain zombies or certain things if you do certain things in the game. Yeah, that sounds about right. Like There's it, all like, these different, you have to like yeah. unlock something to drain this area to get like a specific zombie and stuff like that. It seems really cool. Oh, yeah. It definitely feels like one of those deep games where you're like, okay, well, this will just uh, take over my life for a bit <laughs> and then I'll beat it and then I'm back. <laughs> just drop out of the universe. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. What was the last game that you dropped out of the world for? That you were just like, turn off Ooh. the phone, close the, close the shades, I'm down. What is the last game? Oh, it definitely was Miles Morales. And it was Ooh. only a couple months ago because that's when I was finally able to secure a PS5. Uh, you know, and if everyone is always surprised. All my friends, like I remember I tried to show off to one of my best friends and I saw, I was like, I got the PS5. And he was like, oh, I already assumed they gave it to you for free. So this doesn't actually make me jealous. I was like, oh no, uh, you see something you don't know about me is I tweet too much about eating ass to get uh, <laughs> huge brand deals. Like I can, like, so just know if it's a brand that supports me, they're down. They're cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> with it. Yeah. One thing, I mean, first of all, I love Miles Morales. It was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And such a good game to like really showcase the PS5 and like the the full extent of it. Um, But one thing I I really love, obviously you are like such a connoisseur of so much in the nerd space across so many different games. But one thing I always love to hear is like people's first intro to games, period. Like, was there someone in your life that just threw you in front of a Sega Genesis and was like, I don't know, have good luck on NBA Jam? Or like, what was the what was the first intro for you? Oh, yeah, it was definitely the parental, like, I guess we'll get this stream. Like, my earliest game memory uh, was having, like, the NES. And I remember having Duck Hunt and pressing the gun up against the screen because we all thought that's how it worked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and I, the, the early, like, Mario. And mm-hmm. then that went away. 
And then I had the SNES, and I had Super Mario World, and that was pretty much mostly what I played. I, I think I had Donkey Kong Country play a little bit, and that went away. Mm-hmm. Then my dad started dating my stepmom, and I loved it because my soon-to-be stepbrother had a Sega Genesis, and that's when I played Sonic and Knuckles. And, you know, that was when you had to, like, put—you could put Sonic 2 at the top of Sonic and Knuckles so you yes. could use Knuckles in Sonic 2. He had it all. And it, it was— it was great so we were sucked into that then we had the p then when they got married we got the playstation one and then we got in trouble because we played it too much and i definitely (laughs) remember there was two events that stuck with me uh that really made me mad one was uh the the resident evil 2 being too scared to play and then my older brother was like oh no you gotta learn to be uh, brave so i just never beat it um and then uh, and then the You're second like, no, one <laughs> you remember when you had the memory cards and you would like delete it but you can save it from being deleted just in time because it would shrink oh, yeah. and he was like trolling me because you know i was playing final fantasy 7 and he kept doing it and he was because he needed more space for madden and i was like stop stop he's like i'm not i'm not stop and i was like i'm not i'm not and then uh he actually did it because oh. he's like you can't because you keep doing it. And till this day, um, I'm waiting for an injury to happen. And they're like, do we pull the plug? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead, do that. <laughs> so he, he, it seems like he can make a full recovery. That's fine. Just go ahead <laughs> and pull it. That's I'm not, not my problem. I'm just going to take uh, this pillow yeah, yeah. and set it gently over his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to just, just keep turning it off and on, <laughs> just like he did right. with my I know, you were like, yeah, yeah, go for it. No, 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 no just no, kidding, no, just no, kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I wouldn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, what a yeah. bummer. Oh, no, that hurts yeah. my heart. That's how superheroes are born, though. Oh, yeah, Again, oh, yeah. This, you know, that, like Bruce Wayne into story. Batman. Yeah, it's yeah. good, yeah. Or a villain, right? Super villain origin story. But we know you're a good guy. You're not a scary wag. You're not going to give him the Rudy do. Yeah, you know, that's still got room for character development. We never know, (laughs) you know. Uh, But yeah, then after that, so they took the PS1 away from us because we played it too much, which I was like, what? Okay. Uh, And then the PS2 came out. And I'll never forget this because I wrote a contract with my dad to be like, I promise to do my homework and you can show me this contract and I'll stop playing. And and that's when I got the PS2 with Sly Cooper. But if you're in a big family as mine, I had two brothers, two sisters, and you – and you get a gift like that that's going to be for everyone, but you sacrifice your Christmas gift for it, oh, it puts a chip on your shoulder. Uh, because anytime someone's like, can I play? I was like, uh, you go play with whatever you got because yeah, you right. got a gift. Right. I gave up mine for this. So y'all going to have to wait. Y'all going to have to wait till I, me and Sly Cooper get, get some capers off, okay? There you go. You're like, I'm sorry, what what was under the tree for you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't see, but uh, yeah. I'm a little busy oh, right now. Yeah. Are you, no, wait, were, are you, were you competitive with your siblings in playing games? Ooh. Also? Like, I, like, I did you, was. Did, when you let them play your console. <laughs> yeah. Were you when they were allowed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was definitely competitive, but there definitely was a clear split between me and my older brother. Because my older brother loved, you know, the Madden and the Live. And, of course, he would, like, kick my ass in that. But, you know, I'm, I'm all about Tekken, Street Fighter, you know, lots of RPGs. Like, that's my lane. And I really didn't get into, like, FPSs m- until after high school. I Because 
I, you know, I always, I was stuck with the gateways and the compacts and the <laughs> the concept, like listening to all my friends, especially like all our friends in the community. Like, I'm so curious about, you know, Firefox, like when you got your first gaming PC, it feels like everyone's like, oh yeah, no, I got it when I was 14. I was like, there was no way I was getting my frugal Nigerian father to be like, dad, okay, you're going to spend a lot. Why can't you use that computer? Because it can't play games. Oh, you want it for games? No, never mind. You know, like it was never going to happen. This was a man who kept cycling net zero CDs for internet long after. Like I remember when WoW came out and my friend was like, oh, it's I was like, I can't even imagine trying to play WoW on the internet that I have. I'm barely getting by on RuneScape. What do you mean? <laughs> You're just waiting for the AOL CD in the cereal box. You're like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on. Oh, but yeah. I feel you, though. Honestly, there, there was no way in hell I was getting a PC uh, that young. I think I got my first actual gaming PC. It was honestly like peer pressure. I was Ooh. working uh, I was working at Best Buy, and uh, all of my – the managers – all of them, they all threw down in Team Fortress. And I was oh. the only one who played Team Fortress 2 on PlayStation. I was oh. like the I was like the only person that did that. And they're all like, well, it'd be cool if you could, you know, come play with us. Yeah, the orange box days. Yeah, right? hell yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that was a moment because that was my jam. I, I believe that was like my entry when I finally got a piece. Cause I bought one of those like still like trash tier level but you know the ones that are gateways but they're like we we're, we're telling you the graphics card is a little better you know we we put like the lowest bottom like find it in a cereal box tier graphics card mm-hmm. just to make you confident enough and that's that's what i had and that's i had steam but i had steam because i was I, to me all and and shout out to all of us if you were a cyber cafe kid you were a scumbag you were a scumbag. <laughs> then the, you, I've, I've walked into a cyber cafe in my adult life. I was like, nothing good happens here. This place is cursed. Bad energy. Yeah. But, oh, man, because we were just sitting there infecting those computers. Because I would play uh, Counter-Strike 1.5 and nice. this free freemium MMO called Rose Online. And, it, and I just know it was, you know, because you had those, there was always like, waves of these free RPGs because, you know, when we were in high school, the big one was Ragnarok. You had to get mm-hmm. Ragnarok. But I think Ragnarok had a monthly fee because that's why I couldn't play. Because then I game found RuneScape. And then my dad, I don't even know why. I still, <laughs> to this day, I'm trying to remember how it happened, but I was able to get a a, a membership to RuneScape. And that's when it all changed. Beautiful and I, and I, yeah, I was such a good kid, um, which not really, but I was a, I had high charisma, a low, uh, yeah. you know, so, so, so like I, even though like I wasn't like a straight A student because all the teachers liked me because I was a personable, I got away with stuff. So it, at lunch, <clears throat> me and my buddy would uh, be in Mr. Martinez, my American history teacher's class playing RuneScape. So I, I wasn't even, so it's funny now because I was like, well, why didn't I have much of a social life? Oh, because I was in a classroom playing RuneScape, uh, you know, Castle Wars with my buddy and not talking to any girls or anything. 
Dude, similar thing with Mr. Armstrong in uh, <laughs> physics, but it was Roller Coaster Tycoon. And it was so funny because, like, <laughs> yeah. he clearly, nicest dude in the world, but also, also like. so specific. It's so specific, yeah. but also, like, later on in life, because re- he's like, oh, this game has some, you know, it's kind of physics based or whatever. And later on in life, I realized, oh, he just didn't want to do work either. So he's like, you guys just play roller coaster. And yeah. we'll all just, this will just be a pact between us. Yeah. Oh, no it, one is going to do any work. We're just going to play games. It was great. Ours was Mr. Speakman, uh, who uh, like is in Mr. Speakman. And he had a, you know, say, and he probably listens to this. So sorry for making fun of your voice. I Mr. hope Speakman, he does. Yeah, Mr. Shout Speakman, com- uh, computer programming teacher. I didn't know how to program Jack by the end of that class. I'm sorry. I don't, I couldn't even tell you hello world from uh to, we um he would he, he we did not like like i'm thinking back it's the same thing we did nothing in that class like he would tell us like a couple of lines of code and because the idea and i'm sure his philosophy was because it was like a secondary class elective. So like you had to know the intro to computers. So by then they're like, he, his idea was like, yo, just make some stuff, make some websites, get at it. We were playing Starcraft and specifically Starcraft because he wouldn't let us play Counter-Strike because he said it was too violent, which only made me want to play it more. That's why I couldn't play. That's why I've never played Counter-Strike until after high school because Mr. Speakman was like, it's too violent. Meanwhile, you look at the Zerg just disembowel. Speakman's never seen a Zerg blitz. Yeah. Like, good like, lord, man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I was a RTS guy. Yeah, no. Yes. Um, and mis- it, it's so funny because it is such a Mr. Speakman core thing to be like, it's the- because him and uh, my buddy, I'm not going to say his name. I don't want to dox him because uh, uh, I don't know how thick that tenure is. But when I was still <laughs> in high school, uh, we had a martial arts club and Mr. Speakman was responsible. And he was like, we, if we do this club, we need to have a release signed. And all the kids were like, no, we're not trying to sign contracts. We're trying to do karate out here. Like we're just doing it. And he was like, dope. He, Mr. Mr. Speakman, that's why I said he listened to this. Every fact I know about him, I'm like, oh, you are a dork. I'm, I definitely have <laughs> argued with you on Reddit at some point. Like he yeah, did Akido. Right. He, he, he does Akido. He's like, into he was in a Starcraft and he knew that Counter Strike was on, so you know he probably was playing like Cal High or something. Yeah, he, yeah. So, but he he was like, no, I'm not gonna teach these kids cry if they don't sign a release. And he was like, okay, cool. My buddy was like, okay, well, I'm gonna be the advisor and I'm barely gonna be there anyway. So you good? And we we're like, no, we're kids who do martial arts, so we can we can self regulate. <laughs> Smash cut. Cut to to literally a week later. I'm at lunch because, you know, I heard it was happening after school, but I went and it was kind of boring. And they're like, if you have you heard of the fight club, first of all, <laughs> breaking the rule, right? Yeah. Out of the, the breaking first the first two rules, two rules the two, yeah. right out the gate. I was like, no, uh, what's the fight club? He's like, oh, well, that's the, that's the other, that's the real martial arts club is the fight club. And I was like, what? We go into this classroom. They have the freaking... Mortal Kombat techno blaring over the speakers. They pulled out the mat and kids are just fighting in the middle of the classroom. Yeah. Yes. Every, every, 
that specific brand of techno, which it, and it's just going nuts in there, and everyone's surrounding and screaming. And I remember I'm going against this kid, and he actually knows karate, so he's keeping me on. We called him Batman because he wore a trench coat, and he would like pose like Batman at different <laughs> points in school. Uh, like Holy I said, shit. I was not talking to girls. I was out here fighting with <laughs> Batman. Fight Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're in lunch. And and we're getting it, and he's giving me the work because he actually knows karate, and I definitely don't. And uh, my buddy, who was like one of the guys, was like, "Don't worry, Iffy, takedowns are are uh, allowed." Totally changing the rules on the fly, <laughs> and so I immediately, because I I was like a pretty still brawlic kid at the time, I just immediately take him down and win. And I was like, "We just, I would hate. What are we doing?" <laughs> That's insane. And you're like, so anyway, this is how I got into Mortal Kombat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd imagine it, it, if you're wondering what happened, if, if there, those of you listening was like, what happened to Fight Club? It, it ended exactly as you expected. One time the teacher decided to come back to the classroom <laughs> and saw what was happening. It was like, <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Chaos. It. Just people fighting. Real world Sifu, man. It's like, just, God. Just, Straight up Lord of the Flies in a karate club. For years, I just dreaded going to the dentist. But at Advanced Dentistry, I don't have to. First and foremost, they want you to feel comfortable when you walk in. Like, you'll feel it. Whereas in the past, I might have gone into the dentist and thinking... I might feel some pain at some point, but with IV sedation, it can be something that you don't dread. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, you're not alone. Visit NoFearDentist.com to learn how IV sedation can change your life. Ready for an amazing deal? BreezeLine's fiber-powered internet, starting at $19.99 per month, offers the reliability you deserve and security you can trust. Whether you're streaming, gaming, or working from home, we've got all your needs covered with speeds up to 1 gig and our two-year price lock guarantee. This deal gets even better with two free months of internet, free equipment, and free Wi-Fi your way to protect against cyber threats. Act now. Terms and conditions apply. Offer expires July 8, 2024. Learn more at BreezeLine.com. Talk to us a little bit about writing for Apex Legends and how oh, what was very what cool. was that what was that process like? It's interesting. It was um because it's like way more collaborative in a way I've never kind of been collaborated before. In the sense mm-hmm. of like when you're when you're a t- doing TV writing, you know, you and the showrunner and the writing team, y'all are all are pitching jokes and then giving it to the network and then they approve it and they're doing it. And then like no one else kind of gets involved until you're doing table reads and then the network will give you notes. So it's still this network writer's room relationship. And then you hand it off and everyone who's producing it is, has hands on it until it's your episode and you come on set. But like, it's very, it's very like you work on your piece of the pie, then we'll add it to the meal and then we'll see what see what it's talking about. And in this one, you know, there's so many parts like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, you, the lore is amazing, but it's 
kind of just a small part. <laughs> like, it's a small part of something so huge because you have level design. You have the animators. You have all the different, you know, the micro transactions that come with things that you're designing. You have, you know, and there's always so much work because as it's a live as a service game, so the work isn't done. You know, every season, if there's something new, we have to write the pickups. And, you know, it's really, you know, such a... I don't want to say labor of love because it doesn't even, there's, there's no work. Respawn doesn't do crunch. I mean, there is work, but it doesn't feel like work mm-hmm. yeah. because it's just like you're excited. Like uh, when I had to do pickups, they, they let the writers kind of call dibs on who they would like to write. And immediately I was like, Mirage, I want the goofball. I want Mirage. And I chose Valk because Eric Ishii is my yes. good friend. So I was like, I'm going to put Hell words yes. in my friend's mouth and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to uh, play with this goofball. And it was really fun because you're also learning that, you know, everyone in the <laughs> Respawn narrative department, they're geniuses because they have thought of everything to something as simple as like, there's some ammo over there. They think about putting the soul of the character in that simple command. What is a way that they'll say it? What is the, the cadence they will use? And just the fun things that you're getting a taste. Uh, you know, if you're keeping up with lore, you know that the new legend, Mad Maggie, has had a history with Fuse and they don't like each other. And then also you had uh, Fuse and Bloodhound built this friendship. And I just heard it for the first time. There's a voice line where if Bloodhound is, uh, thank, uh, is thanked by Maggie, she's like, uh, I or she thanks Maggie, she's like, I'm thanking you, but I'm wary of you. Walt said to watch out. So there's like little like specialty pieces of just thanks to add lore in this game that is essentially uh, most people dropping at fragment dying real quick. You know, <laughs> you're like, yeah. how do we tell the story when that's the experience? If if people don't want to, if people don't want to watch the you know beautifully, amazingly animated pieces and and watch the nooks and crannies, how can we give you an idea of what's going on just through interactions? So it's been super humbling and amazing to watch. Yeah, that's it's really cool to think of, um, you know, just the differences and differences in approaches uh, in your approach to writing for something like TV or something like comedy versus something that is so collaborative and has so many moving parts and so many other considerations like Apex or like any kind of game where, you know, like an average player might be jumping in and just doing like the the FPS kind of situation and maybe they don't get like too, too involved in the lore, but they still get like pieces of it where like little interactions between the characters or they pick up something and they say something that's, you know, deep to their character's lore. Like you're still getting so much in it. But yeah, that's so interesting thinking of like the different approach that you'd have to take to writing something like that and making that, that whole, you know, environment come to life. Yeah. And that's just the lines. I didn't even get into when animation gets involved. And I'm so, I have so many artist friends that I'm like, uh, way, I feel like way too precious where I'm like, I don't want to tell them to change too much because they're, and then meanwhile, they're like 
pumping out amazing designs way quicker than I can even imagine. And they're like really excited about it. And so you're looking at this picture of the thing you're working on and you're gushing over it. And then the other, uh, the, and then the animation team's like, okay, wait till you see it move though. And you get to see it go from this low poly model to this beautiful, like high resolution set and just seeing the way they work and it comes together. You can truly, uh, Pop online, uh, Moy Paro, who's like the uh, lead, he's he's on Twitter and he posts a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. That's and it's cool. and it's worth giving a uh, follow if you're interested in any of that stuff. But it's truly so it feels like magic to me. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're like I don't I don't like I move my hand and draw things and it looks like sticks and a caveman did it. And you hand it off to this team and they come out with these beautifully fully fleshed things. They'll ask me a question and I'll say something. I was like, well, here's what we have. And I'm like, that's amazing. That should go in a museum. And why, why am I giving input? Cause you're, it seems like you're the genius here. I just, I just think he should say and wear these things. <laughs> But the cherry on top of that, you know, entire Sunday is you get to work with people that, A, are genuinely so, so passionate about what they do, and B, friends. Yeah. Your friends. After everything and the animation and everything, you get to see someone like Erica Ishii mm -hmm. say things that you wrote. Oh, yeah. It's like, super unbelievable. Fun. Yeah. It is, you know, truly just like a, a living, breathing organism. Yes. Like there's there's so much to it. And I love the people who get into the lore, like they're in it. Yeah, it's 100%. I, you know, it's so funny because, you know, if this, if this is the clip that comes out, definitely do it so I can redact it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I recently was like, I feel like the live as a service game bubble is very similar to the MMO bubble and that it's going to pop. But I don't think that lives as the surface games are done yet. And that's, that, that's my only, that's my only kind of gripe with what I said. And I mean, anytime you tweet something, you're like, Oh, I, I wish I can finesse at that. But right. because I think that there's still so many unique stories that can be told in the medium, yes. but I feel like, you know, the powers that be are kind of trying to rush it instead of having things that organically do it. Like mm -hmm. a destiny that like you need that to organically be a lives as a service or like Apex being a BR that's a hero shooter. Yeah, for you to have heroes in your shooter, those heroes need stories. So it should be this organic developing story. Yeah. And that and and so that is what I'm excited about is to see the ones that naturally hit that point. And I, I'm not saying that I want to see the bubble. I want to see a, an attempt much in the same way in any, any, like all the trends in gaming where there's an oversaturation because people are making them because they're cool and not making them because the team behind it wants to specifically make this game with that story. But we don't right. need another zombie game. Yeah. <laughs> oh what? my god. I know. I was I was that's what surprised me the most about Dying Light 2 is I was like, oh, this is a zombie game that I'm like actually invested in playing. Yeah. Um yeah. and I don't know what happened with Back for Blood. I was all in and then all of a sudden it felt mm -hmm. like no one like it just people just were like, no. I'm like, what wait, what happened? This we all were begging for this. Like, hold on, this we, was so hard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We were all were like <laughs> We we want this. Why why did we stop playing? 
<laughs> I 100% agree. I, I, and you know what? Until you just said it, I was like, oh my God, I haven't pay, played Back for Blood in forever. I only played it a few times, but it what it captured perfectly the Left for Dead, all that same feeling of terror and being overwhelmed. And man, and yeah, it, man, totally. That's so weird you say that because, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's a real, real disappointment, I guess, but it's not the mm-hmm. game's fault. I'm disappointed in us as a community. Yeah. They're not <laughs> dropping not, we, it so fast. Yeah, we didn't support Back Aww. for Blood when when we should have. That's true. I mean, to your point, it's like I'm I don't even know if it if a bubble needs to pop versus just like to see see other types of stories and games kind of adopt this format or kind of uh, move into you know, a, a world in which they can evolve in that way. I mean, I think it's, mm-hmm. you know, we we talked to Ken Levine who created, you know, Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. And he said something really interesting when we were talking to him about like, you know, he, one of the things he's really trying to do with the new game he's making is this idea of like uh, two things, like a narrative experience that can change every time you play the game. He really sees that as like the holy grail for him. And, and also a game that kind of recognizes the choices you've made and then kind of personalizes the game kind of for you. Like, Oh, I see you have red sneakers on, you know, or whatever you're like. Uh, and so, and that just, those both seem to me, uh, seem to be to me achievable in this format where a game is, is going mm-hmm. on, you know, for a long time. And like you're saying, it feels very close to television in that, in that way, you know, cause you yeah. can plan for stuff, you know, a hundred percent. You can plan for stuff and there's just, you know, I one thing I like is Destiny has a real good way of like making you feel like a community by having these like community events like with the uh, dawning and it's like when this many presents are open not just by you but when the community yeah. opens this many presents presents you're awarded and that to me is the fun part because I think that's when things start to I think unravel. Yeah. What I am specifically such a diehard online game player. I love it. I think it's I I've the moment I first touched an MMO, I mean, like I said, I was in a I was a scumbag in a cyber cafe smoking DBs outside, drinking BFGs while I'm playing Rose and swapping between <laughs> Counter-Strike 1.5, playing guns, guns online, guns with a Z. Uh <laughs> you know. Uh but the the moment it starts to feel like it isn't a community experience the moment I start to check out in a game. I kind of mm-hmm. felt that when, and I think, you know, um, that's why we're seeing WoW kind of correct that because you had Warlords of Draenor where everyone had their garrisons, so you were separate. And to me, one of my favorite parts about World of Warcraft is going to these major city places. And if we go really, if I, if I, if you, if I go to the geezer, I'm not a guy who's like, BC was the best area. In my opinion, Wrath of the Lich King was top tier. Wow. There we go. There we go. Wrath of the Lich King, the design, everything. But when you had, you know, Dungeon Finder and Raid Finder, it did take the community aspect out a little bit, but it was fine because you had a lot of assholes who were asking for gear score that they weren't even hidden because in reality, they just wanted someone to Sherpa them, but they made it seem like they just had these high standards. But we're not going to get into that because that could be its own episode. <laughs> That's its own podcast. Uh, we're going to have yeah. you back for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it, it like the that is when games feel rich to me. Anytime I scroll through Reddit and you see like, you know, P 
people being pals online. Like there was this post on uh, the Apex Reddit where it was someone that they can tell was obviously new because they would shoot at them and just kept missing, like could not hit them. And so they essentially like let this person keep rezzing and, and, and guardian angel this, what we all just assumed was a kid to it to be top two. And then they let the person kill them so they can have a win all because they're like, this person seems like they're not good at the game. So we're just going to carry them and then let them kill us. Uh, it was, I was, and I was like, that is like, that is just to me what, what online gaming's for is so right. that some guy on the other side of the world can be a be a homie to some some person on the opposite side of the world who's just trying to have a fun day gaming yeah. and their aim is trash. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, if you, I hate to say it, we're almost out of time. Uh, but we love to end every interview with asking our guests their best game and their worst game. So just your favorite game and the game that you can't stand or that broke your heart. Uh, so let's start low and we'll go high. So what is a okay. game? What What is your least favorite game? Oh, man. Uh, I, I feel like my least favorite game, and I, I don't even want think it is my least favorite but this is a way to get people to find this for me because and I Love yeah this. because this is a game I cannot anyone I've asked many times and no one can find it but when I was a kid I had uh, my dad had this guy who was good with computers who would help him install it and there was a game and the file it was just called Werewolf it was a 3D game and you're moving through this medieval town and it just was exploring I didn't, you, for what I know, I didn't really have to fight much or anything. But whenever this werewolf would show up, it would show up and one hit me. It was oh. like, it, it, no, it just, you knew that you were playing the game much like in the uh, Microsoft ski game. You were playing until that abominable snowman come and collapse you. That's that it. it was the same thing where it's like, I'm only exploring up until this werewolf comes because I don't know what I'm going to do to fight it. And sometimes I'll have a weapon and I'll hit it and it does nothing. Uh, it might be the extremely early beta of Dark Souls. I don't know. But I just know that there was a werewolf in this abandoned town that I was explored. And when I saw it, I met my end. And I don't know if it was some, you know, some like computer programming kid like threw it up on a like you know news group or something y'all remember news groups threw it up on a news group and he downloaded it but i can't and anytime i bring it everyone suggests things that it's not so i'm gonna let you know straight up it is a 3d okay semi-open world adventure game that you're walking around and a werewolf pops up it's not 2d it's not point and click. It is you are moving around a town and it's 3D and it's a medieval town. Was and this it kills. just like some virus game that you got at the cyber cafe or like? <laughs> this, is well, how, this is how Black Mirror episodes start, man. I know. <laughs> and then you're in the game all of a sudden and it's like. No. Oh yeah. I hope someone can find this, though. If you know what it is, tweet yeah. at Iffy. Tweet at us. We we have to solve this. And, yeah. and what? So wait, what year would you approximate year? It's like a, a DOS game. Oh yeah, early nineties. Yeah. Early nineties. Right. Mid okay. mid early mid. 90s. I'd say mid nineties. Mid nineties. Because okay. yeah, I was young, but I wasn't. Uh, you know. Yeah, mid. I'd say yeah, mid nineties. All right, we're gonna find it. We're gonna find it. We're, yeah. we're our listeners. We'll find. It. All right. Well, mm-hmm. worst game. 
werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. And, and lost to the sands of time. Thank goodness. Uh, best favorite game. Best game. Oh, man. I, I have to go Monster Hunter Freedom Unite because it encapsulates everything that I said. Uh, you know, um, please forgive me, uh, Game Gods, but you remember you used to be able to crack that PSP and put uh, games on it. And then I put, I put Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on there, and I was just in there just getting my ass kicked because— <laughs> Tigrex was too hard and I didn't understand the concept of the game because the early Monster Hunter games were unforgiving. It it it, it told you how to hunt monsters. It didn't tell you that, like, oh, yeah, you need to be farming monsters to get parts. You know, you kind of discovered that on your own. But, you know, I, I'm definitely not. I wasn't the brightest guy who did that. Also, they did a thing where, like, you get a piece of armor and it said plus, plus two attack. So you thought you got plus two attack. No, you had to get a plus two and a plus three armor to make plus five attack so you can get the attack <laughs> small bonus. It made no sense. Don't worry. You can play Monster Hunter now because they fixed all that. But just so you know, it we were in the trenches and you had to really be about it. And the, and the way I learned was it just so happened that my... My cousin and his friends learned the system and played. So we would play in his backyard with our PSPs and just do it. And um, if you didn't know, oh, if why are y'all in the backyard? Monster Hunter strictly only did local play. They did not, and there was a <laughs> system that people did, but I couldn't figure out online where you used a the USB Wi-Fi router things that would give you and you would connect your PSP to that and you would use this um, client and it would think that your PSP was connecting to someone over the internet. Uh, But I didn't have the money to get the USB dongle, so I never got it. Uh, But the community, the fun, the fellowship and the teamwork is why I loved it and it's why I love games. That's it. Wow. What an end. What an end. Well, if you, I feel like we only scratched the surface, please come back. Uh, and everyone out there, werewolf, let's find this. We gotta, we <laughs> gotta God's solve sake. this. We, do, yes. we gotta do it. Come on, community. Come together. Let's do this. Thank you so much to Ify for joining us. This was such a joy. He is just such a like beacon of hilarious light. And honestly, I know we're not supposed to talk about it, but kind of want to join Mortal Kombat Fight Club. Yeah, that sounded awesome. Not going to lie. Well, I'm going to go find registration for that, and we're going to take a really quick break, and we'll be right back. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome back. So as you know, Blay is not here. His absence is felt. And usually he comes in with a lot of hot takes and a lot Mm -hmm. of opinions. So Sonia, I wanted to ask you, do you have any uh, hot takes or opinions to fill this void today? Well, let me tell you. No, (laughs) (laughs) I got 
got something to say. I've got something to say. Yeah. How how does he usually start? Flay, we love you. Just know we love you. I need I need to come in really hot and I'm having a hard time because it's very chill energy here today. Nothing can match his energy. It's so no, good. It's really it's really difficult. But I do have kind of a hot take and okay. something a little spicy that's been bothering me um for a minute. So as we've talked about Hades, and I know that we've had this in and out competition. Yes. For a minute, if I if I can beat it within what was it, 40 or 41 tries? I think it was 41. So I love Hades so much, and I've been enjoying it so much. I've got two Hades. Oh. Have not, be- have not beat him. Okay. However, now the pressure's on. Yeah. And I'm, it's, it's, it's a game that I enjoy so, so much, but it is like such a commitment it is like a 45-minute commitment just to get to Hades. And if you don't set yourself up right, like, you're screwed. And yes. and I'm screwed because I don't get in and out. So, like, the pressure... Pressure is the on. The pressure is on. And I feel like I've fallen in love with Elden Ring, and I've been falling into that world, and I've been playing a little bit of Pokemon. Like, I'm all over the place, and I'm just so... I wish that I could sit down and commit... And just get it done and beat it because it's something I want so bad, but I'm I'm finding it hard. But the pressure has gotten to you. I've ruined it with this in and out bet. No, you know <laughs> what? It was already ruined. I ruined it myself. <laughs> I put the pressure on myself. Yeah, I get that. But no, I totally understand what you're saying though because I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I have started two new games. I love both of them. They're games that have been on my list for a long, long, long time. And I don't know why I decided to start both at the same time because now I love both of them and I'm stressed about which one to play because I love them both. And so now I'm not playing any of them. (laughs) So I started Breath of the Wild. Oh, amazing. Fun. And then I also started God of War. Oh my God. Okay. Two heavy hitters. (laughs) Yeah, not my finest game plan. This is such a commitment. Um, so have you just kind of called it quits on both for now? Or do you find it hard to sit down and be like, okay, which one am I playing? Yes. Like I literally will sit in front. I have God of War on my PS4 and then Breath of the Wild on my Switch. <laughs> and I sit with both of them in front of me. And I'm like, what should, like as I'm winding down for the night, I'm like, what should I play? <laughs> and then I panic and <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> So we're both letting the pressure just get to us too much. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Because I'll do the same. I'll turn on my Switch and I'll go through my games. I'm like, hmm, Mario Kart sounds really good. It's like a quick, easy little little game. Oh, Minecraft. I can jump into Minecraft, do a little quick project. And then I scroll past Hades and I'm like, (sighs) it's it's still staring me in the face. It's still there. It haunts you. It does. Those games in your menu when you know you want to play it's just like oh I gotta get to you Mm -hmm. and I don't I don't want that to happen to you well too late (laughs) (laughs) maybe we should just we gotta commit we gotta just do it for for both of our sanity I think you're absolutely right I think yeah I think I think we just have to choose to commit (sighs) what are you gonna do I don't know I'll just have to flip a coin (laughs) heads is breath of the wild tails is god of war that's how I'm gonna settle it I guess Wait, Jen, do you have a coin handy right now I, somewhere? You know what? Do you I really? do. 
I have a penny just sitting on my desk. I don't know why. I don't know where it came from. I it have was, a penny. It was meant to be. It was for this exact moment. Okay. So are we going to call this? Yeah. All right. So what game I'm going to play first? Yeah. Is Which one's which? Heads is Breath of the Wild. Tails, mm-hmm. God of War. Let's do it. I'm flipping it. Here we Settle go. Settle it once and for all. What was a loud flip? Did you break your desk? I chucked the penny across the room, and <laughs> it is Tails, <gasps> God of War. Hey, there it is. There I go. Tonight. All right. I can flip for you. I can do Heads, Hades, Tails, any of the other games. <laughs> Literally anything else on my list. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I like that. Let's Wait, see. which one was it? Heads is Hades? Heads, Hades. Tales, literally any other game. Okay, I like this. Oh no, it's any Hades. other game. No, okay. it's any other game. Okay. You're never gonna finish Hades. Oh, you're okay with that. Okay, I don't good. know why I cheered. Maybe it's because I. <laughs> you got so excited. You hate Hades. Because <laughs> I'm just prolonging the pain. That was so telling. <laughs> I'm just putting it off even more. I'm just delaying my own demise at this. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I'm All never, right, well. never gonna beat this game. But you know what? I'm excited for you to beat God of War. Thank you. I'll keep you posted. Well, that's it for this week. Wrapping up again. Blay was sorely missed yeah. from today. It's hard to match that energy, but mm-hmm. I hope I hope we did all right. We tried. We tried our best. <laughs> we, we brought in props with a coin. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we brought in props. We talked about Pokemon. Yeah. Today was a, today was a great day. But if you guys are stuck between any two games, you know what? Reach out at Good Game Nice Try on Twitter. I got a penny. I'll get you some answers. Mm-hmm. We will help settle it for you as well. So reach out again at Good Game Nice Try and be sure to rate and review. Follow GGNT everywhere. And we will see you all next week. Good Game Nice Try is produced by Jen Samples and Nick Liao. Our executive producers are Joanna Solitaroff, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Engineering by Eduardo Perez, with engineering and sound design by Chester Guazda. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. Special thanks to Lisa Berm, and music, you know it, John Danik. Danik, Danik, Danik. Someone had to. I know. This has been a Team Coco production. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. 